Hello! Hello! Welcome back to another special True Neutral bonus episode. I am Derek. Mm, I'm Keenan. And uh, today I'm taking the reins. Whoa. It's my bonus episode today. Uh, uh. I have a topic. I uh, I thought long and hard about it. I uh, It hurt my brain. I uh, <laughs> It hurt my brain a little bit coming up with ideas. But uh, I made it through. I got I got a, a thing or two lined out, I think. Um, so, everyone, gather around, crack yourself open a drink. Yes, I did. And, uh, today we're talking about alcoholism etiquette. Alcoholism etiquette. A true neutral bonus episode. Woo! Um, so I have just a basic nice little, uh, nice little five-point plan here for us to talk about. Um, I figure I just kind of throw one of the points out, give kind of my basic interpretation of the said point, um, and then, you know, yeah, I want your opinion. Yeah, yeah discuss discussion. and discuss. Um, so, point one, know your limit. And I'm not talking about, like, like, oh, you know, I, I can have, I can handle myself a few drinks or whatever. Yeah. Or, or none of this bolstering of, oh, I can drink. Three fists of booze. No, I mean, know your limit. Like, be fairly specific about, like, not exact exact, because, you know, sometimes but you get heavy I pours. can take six to seven shots and be okay. Yeah, or yeah. Or I can limit. drink four beers before I am feeling buzz. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and I think this is a very important step, because not this is not just, like, an etiquette thing. This is, like, an etiquette... Uh, it prompt uh, for how to go about being an alcoholic in public who goes out to the bar, who hangs out around people a lot, and how to, if, if this is your thing, how to drink copiously while being presentable. Because I have noticed that there's a lot of people that do not compose themselves this, well. This is so true. And, um, especially the, the, the alcoholics of the crowd do not compose themselves with... They with just stop caring. Dignity. You know, and as a a fellow uh, consumer of alcohol, um, I would like to impose a little bit of etiquette and in posterity to this. Is that the right word? I'm not sure that's the right word, but I'm using it anyway. All right, all right. Um, so yes, know your limit. For example, I know that on a night that I'm going to go out and spend like money on myself to like actually get drunk. Right. I will comfortably drink. About eight or ten shots, probably about two or three mixed drinks, and sometimes a pitcher of beer. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Um, <laughs> that's that's my comfortable limit with like spending money on myself. Look, it's a lot, but you know what it is. <laughs> yeah, right. I know my limit. Okay, I know my limit, and when I reach that limit, sometimes it's you know, like I said, sometimes it's before then. Sometimes that's not enough. Depends on how heavy of drinks or light of drinks you've been poured that night. Um, maybe some friends bought you some shots in the middle that you kind of forgot that you'd taken, you know? Like, that's a thing that happens every now and again. I've definitely been bought shots and then had to have been like, oh, yeah, like, I, def- I did have that. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, the knowing your limit is a very important thing going into this. And if you don't know your limit, then... Don't necessarily go out at the bar and try it. Sit at home, bring some friends over, crack open a couple bottles, play some board games or card games yeah. or video games, hang out, have a little party at your house, throw a house party. Yeah. Like, just... Learn your limits in a safe environment. In a safe environment where you, where you are comfortable and good and you have good people around you. That way when you go out into public and you might not have people that are good 
around you, you can watch out for yourself a little bit better. And right? others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's your limit, Keenan? <laughs> well, I, I can definitely... I can have, like, I used the four beers as an example. I could have four beers before I'm, like, feeling it and, like, ooh, yeah, this is nice. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but I know that if I have six or seven, um, uh, I can't go anywhere near my keys anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, that's, 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 like, where I know I'm at. See, and as a person that's never had a driver's license, I don't really have that fear so much. Like, right. I don't really have to think about, oh, I, I probably shouldn't drive. I'm like, well, no, I mean, you know, if I'm drunk enough, I'm like, obviously, if I had a license, I wouldn't drive. Right. But, like... <laughs> if somebody asked me to drive them home with their car, I would say no. Which I do anyways, because I don't have a license. <laughs> like, but... Uh, no, that's, that's an important, a really important factor is like, so you can have a drink or two and drive. Yeah. Depending on your limit. Depending on your limit. That's why it's important. One of the many, many, many reasons it's important to know your limit. Mm -hmm. But like, if you have a drink or two, give yourself a bit before you go. Have a glass of water. Yeah. Don't, don't just go straight out the door after you finish your drink. Even if you are... Like, if you're in a hurry, maybe just don't have that second drink or whatever. But or give yourself a second. Put it back halfway and ask for a water. It's yeah. okay to not finish a drink at a bar. I think this is another stigma that needs oh, to be addressed. Yeah. The whole thing of the, the wasting alcohol. And I know that's a big joke of mine. Like, we don't waste alcohol around here. That's because I don't waste alcohol. Yeah. That's, that's my... Because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> but on the flip side of that... It's okay if you can't finish that drink. If you think that if I finish this drink, then I shouldn't be behind the wheel. For one, you probably already shouldn't be behind the wheel. Yeah, absolutely. For two, it's okay to not finish that drink. If finishing that drink is going to make you go throw up, you don't need to finish it. No. Don't let anyone pressure you into doing that. No. And I know that sounds silly and like a weird PSA or whatever, but it's true. Yeah. Like, uh, here, Here's an option, too, because I am a really passive person i don't like confrontation so i have i have been pressured to finish a drink that i did not want to finish probably by me um (laughs) well once or twice but that's a different kind of situation that's friendly and i know if i like actually was like no you would be like oh okay i'd be like well then hand it over i'll finish it (laughs) that's what i was gonna say is that uh you you hand it to the person that is antagonizing you. you just go look i really don't want this you drink it yeah it's a good drink there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't want it. Yep. And not only do the, are they happy that they got a drink, they're probably antagonizing you a little bit because they're, like, at least a bit friendly towards you if they're not your friend. Like. Or they're just being a dickbag. That's yeah. the other option. And if we'll we'll just, get to that point. I There's yeah. a bulletin for that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. We got, <laughs> we got other points about that. But, um, yeah, if it's, if it's friendly banter and they're really like, come on, man, you can do it, like. Just, like, look, man, I'm serious. Here, yeah. finish it for me, please. It's really done. Yeah. Don't. And and that's okay. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but, no, I think it's very important for a person to not only learn their limits with alcohol, it's also important for you to figure out what types of alcohol work best Ooh, with your system. That's And an that's another... Limit thing that deals in the limit because maybe your limit is say five or six shots but all you ever drank was vodka now you're out at the bar your friends are ordering shots of tequila you're thinking 
I can take five or six shots. Tequila hits way different than it's vodka. Way different. And and suddenly you're in a place that you're unsure. Test these things before yeah. you just go try them at yeah. the bar. I can handle whiskey and rum well. Those are the ones I can handle well. The I can do vodka in a pinch, and just about everything else, I need to be real careful with. I can drink just about anything, except I don't like straight whiskey. Uh, the sour mash flavor just doesn't mesh with my stomach well, or my taste buds. Don't like it. I love me whiskey, like, you know that. No JD, no R&R, no BV, no Jim Beam. Like, Give me a all 7 and 7 that, all That day. bourbon, that sour mash bourbon mm. flavor, I just can't do it. I, I, I can't. I can't do it. Thank um, you, Jack. I, I can in mixed seven. drinks because obviously, like I said, I drink Vegas bombs and they are mostly crown. Yeah. But it's combined with peach and coconut and Rockstar and all these things to where I don't really taste the crown. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's I think that's about it. Definitely, you know, know your limits and go through and figure out which alcohols work best for your system. If you're a beer person and you don't really like liquor, stick to your beers. If you like certain liquors and not all liquors, just drink what what works for your body the best. Yeah. Um, point two, and this is a point for, for yeah, literally wait, 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 wait. anyone. Point two. Tink. Tink. I don't know if that was audible. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> um, point two. Basic fucking manners basic manners oh man this works for literally anyone you don't have to be an alcoholic for this you don't have to even have to leave your house for this one no just basic manners dealing with anyone and anything around you it's not hard to say can i get this drink please thank you for this drink you know like oh my god excuse me right just a just a really simple not like the way i just said it because that yeah, was rude. Yeah, that that was, was exasperated. But, but just like, and hey, um, excuse me, or yeah. uh, you need to get by yeah. on your left. Um, hey guys, I'm coming through. Excuse me. Oh. Uh, you know, because bars are crowded. Yeah. There's lots of things happening. People are loud. They're all drinking, so everyone their voice elevates. Everyone's yelling at each other, talking over the music that's playing as well. A quick, gentle tap on the shoulder, like not, not like, yeah, but like just a tap on the shoulder, like, hey, I'm. Just, yeah. I'm squeezing by here. Yep. Like, yep. A- anything to make your presence known before you shove your way past. That mm-hmm. is one of my biggest pet peeves as far as manners is concerned. Yeah, I agree entirely. People will just, like, push and shove their way through. They won't say anything. And sometimes, you know, that guy's on a minute. Like, he has to throw up. He had to push his way through. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can tell <laughs> but, someone's sick and there's a level of forgiveness you have, but, like... For, but for the rude people, like, just manners. Yeah. Please. It's not that hard. Say please and thank you when you get a drink. Another thing for me that falls under basic manners, and maybe this is what working service industry, but tip your bartender. Yeah. For the love of God, the amount of shit that person has to put oh, up my with. Goodness. Dealing with all of these drunk people all night, getting them drinks, making sure they're not too drunk, kicking them out when they need to, like, not only making all these drinks, but remembering how to make all these different drinks that are being told to them, yelled at them throughout the night sometimes. And on top of that, having to listen to people who think that they are really important to that bartender for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. There, I know that there are a lot of those. A lot of people who just, like, see that bartender as, like, a dependent, almost. Like, that's that's where they go. So, like, yeah, you're my friend, but, like, that bartender just has to be there, man. You just come mm-hmm. to the same bar every night. It's, and just it's, because they're your friends doesn't mean they don't deserve a tip. Yeah, or, yeah. 
or and if they are your friend and if you truly were their friend, you would let them take care of the other customers first. Yeah. And maybe once again that's me maybe just being in the service industry for a long time and I am friends with a lot of the bartenders at the bar I go to. Mm-hmm. I go there a lot. It's my my bar that I go to. I'm obviously friends with bartenders and also my sister was a bartender for many years. Yeah. My mom worked at restaurants with bars in them and had to work the bar sometimes. So I I also have a bit of a bias here. It's but I think it's not that hard to like if they are your friends, don't you know, use that to get up in the line or whatever. You know, you can yeah. be served last because these other people are probably racking up a way bigger tab than you, and they're probably going to hopefully tip better. Yeah. But that was the whole point of starting this conversation, is you need to make sure that that happens, because a lot of these people not only depend on that, but they have to put up with shitty people all day long, uh-huh. getting drunk. Some of them they have to kick out, some of them they have to cut off, some of them are just loud and break things, <laughs> so, like... You know, like some some customers just smash glasses over other customers' heads. Yeah, sometimes that happens. <laughs> um, sometimes, yeah, like like any manner of things that these bartenders have to put up with on a day to day, and it's not very hard to use a little bit of patience and a little bit of manners and to give them uh, what they deserve to have as people, let alone as workers in an establishment where they're probably underappreciated already. Right. Like, being a bartender is a thankless job unless the people that you are serving are good people. Right. Unless, I mean, every now and then there's, there's a, like, a good boss or a good bar owner that, Mm -hmm. that, that, like, makes a job worth it regardless, and... I don't want to discount those people, but oh, they d- are not. few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, most people who run businesses, especially businesses like that, are those are replaceable. Yeah, e- everything there is replaceable, from the stools to the people to the bathrooms. Everything there is replaceable. Especially and when you get the into people places, are a lot cheaper than the bathrooms. Yeah, especially when you get into places like um, like Idaho. Where it's a right to work state, yeah, which get fired. Yeah, in America, a right to work state essentially just means that they don't allow unions or unions are. No, that's not true because there are unions in Idaho, but they're like, it's not it, the I, standard. Yeah, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, they can just they can fire you without any paper trail and breaks for no reason at all. And breaks are really I like they're minimal and hardly viewed as necessary also if you are a server in a right-to-work state they don't have to pay you the federal minimum wage because because you get tips because you get tips i have worked in places in idaho where i've made as little as 335 three dollars and 35 cents in american dollars an hour and i was expected to make up the difference in tips alone and that was in a place that had just opened Literally just opened and had no standing at all. Uh, and no, like, reliable business or anything like that. That's not something you can count on. That's insane. And, um, like, even as currently as my last job, like, I was making $6 an hour being a bartender. Which, you know, on nights we were busy and we got the tips. Great. Yeah. That's, that's fine, you mm. know. On nights that we're not. It's That's not enough. Not enough. Like, <laughs> if you can't make a living wage without getting tips from people, then I don't know. 
Yeah. You I don't shouldn't. Know. Like, that job just... Sh- jobs like that just shouldn't exist at this moment. But the point is that the jobs like that do exist. People need those jobs to make a living because they have very little other option. Mm-hmm. And you need to tip those motherfuckers because you're a motherfucker if you don't. Yeah. Yes. Very succinctly put. Thank you. I think that puts a nice stamp on basic manners. <laughs> I think we berated people for being assholes for long enough. Yeah. Uh, next point. Next point. Point three. <sighs> point three is your social presence while you're out at the bar. So, and what I mean by that is... Are you a person that's uh, probably, I guess, more like me, who like is kind of more of a social butterfly and knows a lot of people? I don't really sit down at one table for too long while I'm at the bar. I might sit down and hang out for five or ten minutes and chit-chat with people. Maybe play a round of darts Maybe and then play, move on to the yeah. pool table. And then... Yeah, well, even in the middle of a game of darts, like I will wander off to go say hi to a person while it's not my turn. Right. Or... Um, you know, I'll be, like, in the middle of playing a game of pool, and I'll go sing karaoke, and then on my way back, I'll say hi to people and whatever and whatnot. And, but I never am in one spot for too long. I'm constantly moving around. I'm constantly talking to lots of different people. Right. And, um, and, and mingling in lots of different groups. And then there's also the other, like, the other extreme end, I guess, where you go out and you don't really probably have a lot of friends, I suppose, and you're probably just, like, the people that kind of sit alone at the table, or they sit by themselves at the bar, or alone at a table, just kind of people watching and sipping on their drink and things like that. Um, that's what I do when I go to the bar. There's, there's also the other set of people, which actually I think you fall into a little bit more which is um, the person that goes out with a, not a large group, but a couple of friends at least, anywhere from, like, I would say two to four friends, and kind of hang out with that friend group the whole time and don't really mingle outside of the friend group. Yeah, that's also accurate. So, um, sometimes, because on a it, rare occasion, I will go out alone, and I'm the first one. I was going to say, I, like, I don't ever see you you know how hard it is to drag you out of your house to begin with i can't see you going out to the bar on your own i like i can barely get you to come out and hang out with me yeah <laughs> so when i go to the bar alone i go in i you sit prefer I, to be by yourself yeah. <laughs> i sit down i order two shots and then i order a beer and then i sit there and whoever talks to me i talk to and then after about an hour and a half two hours i leave Okay, do you just have the one beer the whole time? I I generally order a couple more. Alright, alright. I see, I like that you have a very structured order for what you do when you go out by yourself. For way too much of my life, actually. Um, I appreciate, as a person that has none of that, I wish (laughs) I could do that kind of thing. I go out and I'm just like, I don't even go out because I plan to go out half the time. I go out on a fucking whim because I got a fucking wild hair up my ass and I'm like... I'm going to the bar, and I just go and hang out, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Like, see, this is why we're partners in music and this and other things, because we just... I've gone out multiple times our opposites without money. I was considering doing it tonight, actually. I have literally nothing. I have zero dollars. I don't have any change. I don't have any anything. <laughs> so what I do is I go, and I sit down at the bar, and I talk to whatever bartender's on, because I'm friends with all of them. Right. And I sit down, I hang out, and I get a glass of water, and I just chill. And eventually, people I know come into the bar. 
I'm like, Derek, are you drinking water? And I'm like, yeah. And they go, no, you're not. Get this man a drink. <laughs> and then they buy me a drink. And I caught on to this game pretty quickly. Because after about the second or third drink, I was like, well, if people are going to do this, I'm just going to... I'll, I'll take a Vegas bomb. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll have a Vegas bomb. Because then I could slam back a shot, set it down, go back to sipping my water. The next person walks by, Derek, are you drinking water? <laughs> well, yes, I am. I have no money. I'm just hanging out drinking water. No, I'll give this man a drink. But thank you. I'll have a Vegas bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I got bought like fucking 10 drinks the first time I did it. I went out the other night. I got bought like eight or 10 drinks the, like last week. Sitting around drinking water. It's fucking great. It's like a motive giving. <laughs> when you see the Mexican with a glass of water, nay, you need to drink. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but yeah, your social presence, um, and it's not really that it's important, but it kind of ties in with the next bulletin I'm going to talk about a little bit. And I would say that it also ties into know your limits. It does a little bit. Because if you, if you know what kind of person you are and you start going really outside of that behavior and you can catch that in yourself, you might be realizing that you've had too much to drink. Mm-hmm. That's that's just like, and it's not a bad thing to go, you know, to, you know, get outside yeah. your comfort zone. I'm not saying no, not that, at all. But just recognizing your normal behavior and recognizing how much you're not being yourself mm-hmm. is a good way to gauge your limit. I guess I also think that having to recognize it in yourself kind of falls under the 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 more loner alcoholic status that we were talking about where you drink by yourself whereas Absolutely. maybe if you were out with your friends or even just bouncing around to a bunch of different friend groups at some point someone might be like I think you might have had enough buddy yeah <laughs> like, yeah absolutely that's that's a interesting good way to tell. no one ever tells me because you're always fine yeah yeah no I have this weird ability to be just fine until I get home and then it all just is like Whoa. guess I'll throw up blood now not always. <laughs> just most times. Um, no, and I think it's just important for you to know kind of where you lie within the social presence. Um, because then it allows you to gauge as well who you would be able to get along with and who you won't. Because as many different, and, and this is going to be the next bulletin, um, but as many different like groups of people and different like, um, I don't want to say stereotypes, but you could, uh, clicks, I guess. Yeah, you'd say clicks. Um, come in, and they all kind of group together naturally and things like that. Jocks, rednecks, nerds, hippies. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna find, like, it's it's kind of like being in high school again. You find all these Hmm. various people at the bar. But there's more now. Now, like, once you get into the, the groups, now you've got, like, the old racist guys that showed up at noon and don't leave until 7 or 8 at night. Like, they're usually they're right at the corner of the bar. We like to call them the good old boys. <laughs> them the good old boys. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how I've always known them. That's like, them the good old boys. <laughs> they, they, they got the good stories, but they're also probably a little bit racist. Uh, they're they're old and they drink their beers and their whiskeys and they'll probably make fun of you if, the, if your drink's blue or green or something <laughs> like that. 
you know, and, and these are things that happen. Yeah. You, know, you just roll with it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes you just shouldn't. If you are a bar owner, maybe you should kick those people out. That's my opinion. A lot of them are good about... It, it's that it's that thing where they don't, like, say it, say it. It just, every now and again, they say, like, an off comment or something, and you're like, huh. Like, um, you know, like, I caught that. Do you want to elaborate, sir? Yeah, like... <laughs> but, but they're there every day, and they pay real good money, and they, usually those guys are the really good tippers because they come in every day, so... Yeah, that's a hard one. They like, get if a, they're not being blatant about it, it's hard to do. They're not much. being blatant. They pay well. They tip well. Like... It's, yeah. It's... They that's, have, that's they're all retired and hanging out. Business. And there's usually a group of, like, five or six of them, and they're all retired, and they're all friends, and this is where they go every day. Right. And so if you you get rid of one of them, there's a good chance the whole group's going to up and out on you right. and find somewhere else to go, which is a lot of your daily revenue gone. That's a fair call. Yeah, see, that's a hard call. Yeah. It's sometimes you just got to let things slide off the back, dude. Mm. That's why it's good to be a wetback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I literally uh, just came up with that right then. That's real good. <laughs> he says with disappointment written all over his face. Oh, no, I was just... The disappointment comes from the fact that I'm a cracker. And <laughs> I break at the slightest inconvenience. Uh, <laughs> but no, and so you will find... Um, like like I said, there's the good old boys, uh, as you were saying, the jocks. There's like the nerds, the the hippies. You there's like the stoners hanging out, uh, the karaoke crowd. There's, um, and as of, I said, now you there's get the, a big Venn diagram for a lot of this too. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm sure there is somewhere someone could probably look it up. No, but then you get I, like I new ones. You like, get like mm. you get like the soccer moms that are coming in for their oh, like. Yeah their fun girls night out or right. whatever you've got like the group of uh middle-aged dads that have just finally gotten their guys night yeah um you've the got 21 year old's birthday party. yeah the 21 run you've got the you like all sh- sorts and shapes and walks of life you get a couple of crackheads that are coming walking in. They pull like three fifty and change out of their pocket. And they're like, "Can I get a beer?" And you're like, "Fuck, I guess." This, like, I I know this is all you can afford, and you'll be gone soon. So <laughs> yeah, leave. I guess. Um, yeah, and and it's important to to know where in your social presence you are, and where in these people groups that you will fit into, because. As people drink, they it it gets more and more opinions come out. Yeah, well, not only opinions come out, but it gets more uh, like like egos inflate, and like and and the stereotypes of these groups kind of like exaggerate. Show themselves. Yeah, it exaggerates a little bit. You know what I mean? And yeah. so like, it's it's good to find what kind of. Um, vibe i guess you you kind of fit in with and flow with well right. and and once again there are people i guess like me that can just like 
flow in between all of them. I just touch down, I hang out, I high five, I talk for a little bit, I have a drink, cheers, guys, and I'm on to the next one. Mm. Like, you know, like, I, I, I fit in, I talk to anyone, I fit in anywhere. Yeah, see, I'm technically capable of doing that, and part of the reason for that is because my sister was super popular, and I spent, I've spent my whole life in this valley, so a lot of the people just know me from school or know me from around, mm-hmm. and, um, Look, I've got a really bad memory. I don't remember most of these people or their names. Yeah, yeah, but, no, that's um, fair. I Me either. Uh, I, I know my friends, and then that's about it. Yeah. I guess but, there are probably a lot of people I'd point out at the bar and be like, oh, that's so-and-so, and you'd be like, fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but because of that, I um, a, a lot of those people just kind of, as we grew up, grew differently, and so all those different groups have somebody I grew up with, and they're always like, oh, hey, Keenan, Right. And so I just, yeah, I flow between the groups in that way. Then I go over to the karaoke side and hang with the nerds. Well, is karaoke nerds, though? No, see, that's what I was saying about the Venn diagram. I didn't mean that there was actively somebody has drawn a Venn diagram for this. Oh, I'm sure someone has, though. Oh, yeah, but I was saying, like, like, the karaoke crowd has the nerds and it has, like... Uh, it's got some of the country folk. It's, it's got, got some of. The, I think it's got a little bit of everyone. The karaoke yeah, crowd. Yeah, has. but like that's that's like a separate crowd because the karaoke crowd is all there for karaoke. So it doesn't matter what your crowd is, mm-hmm. as long as you're there to sing and you're not going to make fun of the person on stage, you're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much how karaoke works. Yeah, it's a pretty good little community, especially the crowd we have at the crawl. I feel like it's, yeah. it's very all super welcoming of each other and new people and super supportive of even when people may not sing the best everyone's oh, like yeah. fuck yeah, yeah. Like, like anybody that gets up there gets gets a fuck yeah or gets a little round of applause like even when there's like four people there like all four people clap for that person like yeah it's I feel like I, I'm a little proud because I feel like I had a small hand in helping mold a little bit of that because sometimes, yeah. I remember when I first started showing up, there would be times when people just, like, it would just be silence, and they'd just call it the next person. I'm like, no, fuck that. And so I would, I'm like, you know me, I'm not, if yeah. ain't no one else gonna clap, I'll fucking clap, fuck yeah. you. And yeah. so I started clapping for everyone, and then it caught on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome, because, I mean, you just should. It's karaoke. It's hard to get on stage. Yeah. People have a hard time I think with that, that goes back to point two. Basic fucking manners. Yeah. Yeah, because karaoke's hard. It, like, it especially, like, for us, it's not as big of a deal. We yeah. go on stage. Like, we've been paid to play music on stage. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's not it's not such a thing for us. And doing a cover in front of a bunch of drunk people while you're not even having to play the instrument, like, what? Well, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, nothing. It, it, it's nothing for us. But for a lot of people, just getting up on the stage, even when there's nobody in the bar, is hard. Yeah. Like, there's a level an of anxiety game. that goes with it. Yeah. yeah. I have a whole bunch of anxiety, but it has nothing to do with the stage. My It all goes away because there's a stage. Yeah. See, I remember the very first time we ever got on stage at the the three the three or free show. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. The very, very first time we got on stage as a band. And uh, I had, what was it, like a week before I had gotten that sore throat, and it was the only time my voice yeah. had left... Yeah. In my entire life, the only time I've ever lost my voice from a sore throat, a week before our first show. 
And I remember that gave me a lot of anxiety. Like, I was mm. not sure that my voice would come back in time. And that, like, it was, like, in my first show, like, I want to do uh, good. Yeah, the first show's a bad example for this because I was fucking super anxious. I almost threw up before that one. And... But stepping on stage made it different. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's... It's, like... So I remember that, like, the the day, day and a half before the show, my voice came back. And we finally got in that one practice we wanted oh, yeah. before the show. <laughs> yeah. And then up to that, like, I wasn't anxious, and I wasn't anxious, and I was fine. Right up until about two hours before we were, like, <laughs> as we were, like, bringing the gear in and loading up, and I was seeing the people and everything, and then I got a little bit of anxiety, and it was hitting me for a little while, and I was anxious, and uh, like you said, right up until I got on stage, yeah. and I got on stage, and I put on my guitar, and I stood in front of the microphone, and I held my guitar, and I looked out at the crowd, and I was just like, I felt it all just wash out of me yeah. and i was like oh this is it's it's, it's just another practice it's a practice. i'm like uh, this uh, yeah, is you just look people over, it's it's us it's us yeah mm. and i'm like and it's just people just like we always had at practice anyways there was yeah. always people around it at our yeah. practices and i'm like oh it's just it's just another practice yeah. and we played and then kevin black bowed to us when we got on stage <laughs> yeah that was neat but fuck yeah, getting getting on stage, the point of that is getting on stage is really hard yes, for yes. a lot of people. And it was really hard for us even the first time. But, like, just clap. Yeah. Just clap. It's basic manners. It's hard to do. And some people, especially those people who, like, can't sing very well or sing really quietly the whole time they're up there, mm-hmm. they really need that clap. Clap real big. Yeah. 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 Boost that confidence. Then maybe next, then they'll be more confident next time. They'll yeah. project better. and Maybe they'll go home and practice because mm-hmm. they want to do better next time. Like, yeah. you don't know what you could help with this. Mm-hmm. Just, just with a simple fucking two seconds of clapping. And if you don't want to do that, just go drink on the other side of the bar. Literally, karaoke can be the thing that, like, fucking saves some people. Yeah. Like... I know, even just me personally, I was having a really hard time before I started singing karaoke and whatnot. Like, I was just, like, not a good place mentally, you know, yeah. like, breaking up with my fiancé and whatnot. And yeah, was I was drinking, like, you. kind of a lot, and... <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but you know no, what I mean. I know what you mean. It was, it was, it was getting shwasted when you didn't need to yeah. regularly. And, like, and normally I've got pretty level control of myself, like... I like to drink, but I know when's a good and when's a not. <laughs> I know my limit. Um, and I started hanging out in the back, and I met Danny and the rest of the group, and I started singing karaoke. And, like, honestly, like, going back there and singing karaoke, it made it not only to where I was enjoying what I did and whatnot, but I also, I wasn't drinking as much because I didn't want to get so drunk that I couldn't sing anymore. Yeah. And so it, like, helped in a way to, like, curb that and, like, hold me back from being that choiced every night kind of person. Yeah, I and, mean, well, beyond that, like, just the community aspect, like, it's really easy to ignore because you are so social no matter where you go. But, like, actually being social with the same people regularly in a community setting mm-hmm. like that makes a difference. Yeah. And, yeah, Danny's a rad dude. It makes it real easy to want to go up there and sing. So, like, it makes it real easy to want to hang out and just yeah do shit there. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's why him and I do lots of duet songs now. <laughs> we, we do lots of songs and sing together. Yes, yeah, and that's right. Yeah, just having just having that around is fucking awesome. What was the next point? Because I think that's pretty much covers that one. Um, I believe my next point. Uh, I think we're on to point five because we kind of merged. We didn't do the the hey, yeah, let's, tap. Do, let's do it. Um, but that was three and four, both the social presence and friend groups. <laughs> Um, uh, five, which is my last point in this, and then we'll do a, a, a little wrap-up, a little five. thing when we're done. Five. Um, tips and tricks. Any little tips and tricks that we can throw out that might help burgeoning alcoholics become better alcoholics at their trade. Oh, can I do the quick bomb? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you can do the sneaky bomb. Yeah, okay, so the sneaky bomb, or the quick bomb, or the, uh, the or the, I need to go to the bathroom, um, is, uh... So, I am a master of this, and Derek knows. I am as well. Yes. Uh, I know that Derek is, too, because I didn't know that he was for a while. <laughs> That's how you're real. I'm a bit of a sneaky side. Yeah. But, like, so, the trick for this is, part of it is knowing your limit. Yes. Yep. So, um, knowing your limit, you can know when you're past it. Yep. And it, if you know you're in a safe place and that was your plan, fucking go for it. Get, Balls to the walls. Get wrecked if that was your plan. That's great. Um, but know when that gurgle in your stomach... <laughs> wrecked. <laughs> Sorry, that just caught up with my brain. <laughs> get wrecked, son! <laughs> but no, you gotta know when that gurgle in your stomach is turning into a little bit more than a gurgle. Yep. You have to know... When that, that heartburn e- feels just a little more burny than normal. And when like, it mm. starts... When that bubble starts going up your chest... You need to know the difference between when it's uh, gaseous going up your Mouth chest. Mouth salivates a little bit. Mm. You get that feeling just underneath where your Adam's apple is. Right where your throat is. Yeah, right right, right by your collarbones. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. See, we both, we know. <laughs> yeah. It's right there. And um, as soon oh, as you start... good to... advice. <laughs> yeah. so Very as... thorough. <laughs> as soon as you start to feel that, the best, the best way to get out of this... Or the best way to get out of your social situation. It doesn't matter where you are so long as you can get to a place where you are not seen for at least 30 seconds. Yep. So, um, get out. Get out outside, out to a corner, around on the building. It doesn't matter. You're drunk. Get out where you can't Don't be seen. Don't let the bartender know you're throwing up. This will cut bi- you off. This is a big one. So, uh, take a drink. This, this might sound odd if you know you're going to throw up. Take a drink, hold it in your mouth, at right and like right before you take a drink, say something like "I gotta go to the bathroom" or "Hey, I'm gonna go look at something." Yeah, just any yeah. any excuse to walk casual away. Casual exit. You can even just walk away, depending on how drunk your friends are. Yep. Um, yep. Done that a lot too. Yep. And so you just step if people away. see you just walk away without saying anything, though, and if someone sees it, then they're like, "That guy's gonna throw up." Yeah. It, <laughs> if they know the sneaky bomb. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just like, ah, drunk guy. <laughs> um, but you just run off. You don't run off. You walk away with yeah, that. With walk the, with confidence. Ca- and casualty. And casual. Casually. Casualness. Casualness? I'm going to Casual- stick with casualty. <laughs> yeah. Walk away with casualties. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, don't do that. No. Uh, the advice has gone bad. <laughs> The advice is soured. <laughs> so, uh, casually and confidently Thank you. walk away. Thank you. We fixed uh, it. <laughs> uh, and get to that spot, and then 
Swallow the drink, the warm drink in your mouth. It will help you to throw up. Get it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just as, fucking as quickly wretch. as possible. Just a full bore. Think about the Exorcist. <sighs> yeah, just <sighs> and the best. It's better if you like less gagging noises, more just projectile vomit it. Yeah. Um, less you, people will notice, and it happens quicker. Yep. That's and, those. Those are the reasons. And if somebody hears the tail end of it. I've played it off as a burp before. Yep. Yep. So. Or if you're doing it, like, if you snuck into the bathroom, no one was in there, you're, you're mid-throw-up or whatever, yep. if someone hears the tail end of it, you can... It's diarrhea. Out, yeah, you can come out the stall and be like, damn, dude, sorry, that was a gnarly shit. Taco <laughs> like, Bell. Like, you're in a bar, drunk people, whatever. Yep. No shame. Feel yep. no shame. And that's another thing. Feel no shame. Yeah, uh, don't feel no shame. This... <laughs> This is a part of a know your limit thing. I feel no shame. Uh, you need to remember that offending and being just generally rude to people. Manners are Basic still manners. Yes. still a part of this. Yes. Uh, yes, it, it's etiquette, but that doesn't mean that I'd have to... I'm a, I'm a generally nice person, and I still don't feel shame. <laughs> I also am the guy that walks around in a crop top, so, you know. That's, that's a different kind of thing. You shouldn't feel shame about that. You should feel shame about your it actions. Depends on if the your people actions. you talk to at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't feel shame about wearing what you want and showing your body how you feel. That's that's just a fact. I just get warm. I'm not allowed to take my shirt off, so they get a crop top. I'm about to lose my pants. So anyway, after after you get the vom out, after you have found your spot, you get the vom out. You just walk back. Casual, cool. You don't say Confident. anything, but the first thing you do <coughs> is take a drink. Mm-hmm. Take a drink, and if it's any sort of liquor, and you can stand it, swish it around just for a second, and then swallow. Uh, also, generally, I have found at least that throwing up like allows me to drink more. Yeah. Maybe that's because I have really bad heartburn, and like Keenan says, I throw up blood, and <laughs> usually stomach acid a lot of the time when I throw up. And, but it like it makes my stomach feel a lot better, and then it enables me to continue drinking for longer. For me, I just uh, well, I just get a lot of that alcohol out. I get a lot of the alcohol out, and there's less fluid in my stomach, and I just had a sweaty experience. So I drink, take a drink of water. That's an important thing. If you throw up very much at all, you should probably have a drink of water. Yeah, that's another stigma that needs to be gotten rid of in the bar setting. Drink water. Yeah, this is a tip and a trick, drink, for sure. Drink water. I have a friend of mine who was um, a, an alcoholic for years and years and years and years, and he got to the point where eventually he he told me, he's like, what I do to avoid like my heartburn and whatnot, and I should probably start going by this too. Jimmy was a smart guy. Um but, uh, he said for every, like, one, maybe every two drinks I have, I will drink a glass of water. And he's like, and keeping that regular water flow not only helps me get keep a little bit more sober than I would have kept before, but it also helps regulate the heartburn and all the acid problems that go along with that. And prevents hangovers. And helps prevent hangovers, because hydration is really fucking key, because the alcohol is doing nothing except dehydrating every single part of your body. Yeah. Especially your liver. Yep. So, water. Drink water at the bar. The bartender does not mind making you a glass of water. As a matter of fact, 
even when they're busy, they'll usually have, like, those uh, sports containers that's mm. just got the little button on it, yeah. and a thing of plastic cups, that way people can just walk by and get themselves cold water whenever they need it. Yeah. So, regardless of what you think about drinking water while you're drinking, drink fucking water. Even if you're really afraid that people are going to know you're drinking water, go up to the bartender and order a Blue Dolphin on the rocks. It's ice water. Blue Dolphin on the rocks. Ice water. Nice. Hell yeah. DJ used to do that. (laughs) It's funny to do that. Like, I understand why. Like, just the humor in it. Yeah. Well, it is also, like, uh, people are afraid of getting judged for having water. Yeah. Yeah, if you really are afraid, that afraid of being judged for drinking water, Blue Dolphin on the rocks. Mm. There you go. People have that weird thing. We don't have that. So, um... Because we feel no shame. So... Okay. I feel no shame. Sorry. The, I don't the, mean to lump you in with me. The, the, this is a fair... Man pa- of questionable morals <laughs> over here. There is a fair part of that for which you can lump me in with. There absolutely is. There's a level of shame that I think you should have for certain things if oh, you do what, that. Because I don't realize that some of the things that I say may be mildly racist. I. That's why I have you to censor me. Okay, so... It's not my fault you don't follow me around everywhere and make sure the things I say are PC. Two things. <laughs> Obscenely racist. No, you said <laughs> casually, abhorrently racist. Those are your exact words. All right, well, abhorrent and obscene are synonyms, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing is that I I don't really mean stuff like that. I mean just, like, getting... Get like the basically what this episode is about: getting uh, sloshed yeah. and getting fucking. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Fuck Fighting you, people. Yeah, yeah that guy looked at me funny. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you sounded like Topher when he got mad one night at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard he was being a little bitch that night. So he was kind of yeah, he was kind of being a little rude. Sorry, Topher, if you're listening. Yeah, we we love you, but we I love you a lot. But you were you were kind of being you're kind of being mean. You were we being we all have a little bit pre Madonna, if I'm being honest. Yeah. We all have nights where our worst qualities come out. The important thing is to realize and leave. Wait, I have worse qualities? <sighs> I mean, Honestly, I thought they were all bad already. So that was my joke in that, is that I thought I, it was all bad. I didn't think it got worse. I, 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 got, I got what you meant. Say it. Now, you, you drink enough and are casual enough about your alcoholism already that these things don't affect you in the way that I'm talking about them. I'm talking about the people that go out... Well, maybe once a weekend or once a month, get ridiculously drunk and let all their fucking pent-up shit... It's not even always aggression. It's depression. It's anxiety. It's just general fear that they can't express any other time. And this is just a place that is, for some reason, okay to do that. So they do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally nobody at the bar is there to be your therapist. 
Not the bartender, not your friends, unless they invited you out to Although, talk. That is that is a stereotype, though. That is a joke that we have in the bartending like thing, where you're a it's a barstool psychologist. Yeah, yeah. like because you do sit there and you hear, especially your regulars who you see on a day to day basis. Maybe they don't intentionally come in with like depressing stories, but you hear about their lives day in and day out, and you end up becoming kind of friends with them, and then maybe you know conversing and giving, and it, it's it's yeah. called being a barstool psychologist because even though you don't intend to it kind of happens right and and there's there's two types of those people there's there's the type that that happens and it's fine and then there's the type that just come in and berate you with their own stories yeah i've seen both of those yeah and there and so it's just knowing and being aware of yourself i guess is the uh, is the trick here it's just like I have been berated with some pretty cool World War II stories before. <laughs> I didn't have time to listen to them. I was very busy. <laughs> but the old guy following me around, telling me loudly about how he was in World War II, was really interesting. <laughs> Would have been more interesting if I had the time to sit down and actually listen to him. Yeah. The middle of a concert is not that time. Fair call. Other tips and tricks? Um, let's see... Uh, though we did the water, we did the old sneaky bomb. Um, <coughs> play games. Play games, yeah. Play games, definitely. Go if you're out having fun and drinking. Make sure you play the games. Maybe they have giant jenga. Maybe they have darts and pool. Maybe they have like axe throwing. That's a thing nowadays. That it's really, really popular in bars. Okay, that's bad idea. <laughs> but darts, I thought was bad enough. But <laughs> shit. No, axe throwing's become very popular. Right. Um, doesn't doesn't upstairs have like that golf? Yeah, simulator? there's golf simulators in some places. Uh, some places have like I've heard of places that have like full on like arcade style shit. Yeah, like, yeah, like Dave and Buster's. Yeah, exactly. Go play some pinball or something. Yeah, some pinball. <laughs> I like how they have bumper cars, and you're like, let's play pinball. <laughs> um, I want to play. That's Pac-Man. definitely a two player game. Give me Pac Man. Um, but yeah, no, just, like, have fun while you're out having fun. Yeah. Yeah. You're out celebrating, or you're out because you were trying to get some enjoyment out of the night. You know, don't be afraid to fucking get in on that. You meet someone that's like, hey, you want to come play some pool or come throw some darts with me? Do it. You may have just made yourself a new best friend. Yeah. You may have also found a not good person that you want to avoid in the future, but you may have found yourself a new best friend. Either way, you know when you had a new experience. Yes, which is good. Yeah. Life experience is good. Uh, another thing on on that is uh, if you are out and it's a busy night and all of the available games are taken, um, make it. it's a busy night. Make a drinking game out of people you see. Yeah. It's really not very hard. Uh, yeah. f- for example, uh, take a drink every time somebody walks by wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. If it's a warm night, and... Every time you like, see a blonde girl uh, with a ponytail, take a drink. Yeah. Like, I would say on a warm night, if the people, like, have a jacket on for some reason, and you're like, well, that's weird, take a drink yeah, for that. Take a drink. Yeah. And then wonder if Every they have person hiding with glasses. guns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hiding guns. Yeah. Under their jacket. It's warm. Why would they be wearing a jacket? <laughs> I would immediately think he's got a gun. <laughs> Why is that your first thought? Well, I mean, he could also have drugs, I suppose, but I don't know. Gun just kind of seems like the place to go. Cold. I don't know. I don't know, man. Guns. Guns are drugs. <laughs> guns are drugs. It's guns are drugs. All right. Um. Anyway, so uh, what have we learned today, Keenan? Um. 
Nothing I didn't know before because I'm pretty etiquetted. Bro, I'm a... trying to do a thing. <laughs> Dick bag. Did I help you wrap up? <laughs> Did I help that out? Yeah, yeah, thanks. I was trying to, I was going for like, you know, the children's show wrap up where we <laughs> went over what we learned today. No, absolutely. That, what was the first one? <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's not the alcohol, that's the THC, I'm sorry. Uh, the first one is know your limits. Know your limits. See, I know my limits, I don't remember the rules. The rules? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's know your limits, basic manners... Social presence, friend groups, mm. and then some tips and tricks. And tips and so, tricks. what'd you learn? Um, what What have we learned? What have we? People see friend groups in a lot of ways. Yeah, that is very true. That's not a wrong answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah. yeah. Um. Also, just not everybody. Just just thinking about stuff through this out this episode, just like most people don't go out that often. That's a that's just a point. Like I don't know, I have a pretty big group of people that I know that goes out fairly often. Yes. The people that you hang out with, you were the bartender at a bar who's friends with a bunch of bartenders and people who work at the bar. Not just work there, they just, a lot of them just hang out there. But, but they also, you, yeah, see, all, they work there, okay? I, I, so, they're already inclined to be up at those hours and in that environment. It's a different, most people don't go out that often. And they don't go out to get fucking wasted that often, or they only go out to get wasted, and that's every so often. Like, I was just thinking about it, because every time I go out to the bar, it is literally the same people, and then one group of other people who are out. That's basically it, every time. It's the same people, it's the same people practicing darts, it's the same people sitting at the bar, it's the same people playing at the same pool tables. It's the same big guys sitting on the stools that are in the hallway, and like, why didn't you find another seat? You were clearly blocking a lot of this hallway. But it's the same guy there every time I'm there. And, like, once again, nothing wrong with any of this. I'm just, it's just a thought. It's just something I learned today because (laughs) I was thinking about it. (laughs) Most people don't go out that much. I suppose so. I mean, I guess you're right. But I still feel like we gave good advice today. Yeah, absolutely. No, there are a lot of people that can absolutely use this advice. You asked me what I learned today. Uh, Most of this advice I knew because we hang out all the time. And I'm a pretty polite drunk. Yes. Yes, you are. You are. Like, until I go overboard or have alcohol. Yeah, but then you just punch your car. It's not like you're even mean to other people. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. You run out of the room yanking bass amps around and punching your own car. Hey, I was really excited. That's why that bass amp got (laughs) yanked. That wasn't an anger thing. That was, look how long my cord is. And then it wasn't as long as I thought it was. (laughs) No, it was exactly as long as you thought it was. You were just very drunk, and you went farther than you thought you did. (laughs) All right, one of those It was not the first time you had done that that night. (laughs) I remember being mid-song, looking over, and you were just like... And you smiled and ran out the door, and I was just like, where the fuck's he going? You were just playing from outside. Yeah, because my cord was so long. (laughs) It was so cool. Yeah, and then I dropped that. Yeah, but that that I want that that wasn't angry. 
<laughs> that was just oh, silly. Was, I was upset afterwards, but I was in such a good mood, and the amp still works. So. I think for me, if I'm going to revisit anything from today, the big thing for me is is just the manners thing. I'm really sick of the just the people that are just rude for no reason. Mm-hmm. The, the no pleases, no thank yous, pushing their way through people, mm-hmm. feeling entitled, and Breach. then not tipping. That's such a big thing. Amen, like, brother. So that that's that's my little recap for that. Like it, the the manners thing is it's really important in my opinion. Like and I think that hallelujah that once again that falls to everybody. That that's not just people that are alcoholics at the bar. That that, that falls to literally everyone. Have manners, please. When you're Testify. in line at, when you're in line at Starbucks and you're in a hurry and the poor new girl behind the counter doesn't know how to make your drink and all you want to do is scream at her. Maybe don't. <laughs> Maybe. Just maybe. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, for real, fucking just be polite. It's not hard. It's yeah. really not hard. We curse. We swear. We talk a lot of shit on this podcast, but like, we are. We're even kind of assholes. Well, I am. I'm an asshole. We're both generally polite people when it comes, especially to strangers. Mm-hmm. When it comes to being in public. When it comes to just, you just don't know what anybody has going on in their life. Just be fucking polite. It's not hard. And it makes everything run smoother. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Manners. Manners. Yeah. I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so that's how to be a good alcoholic, everyone. That's my etiquette for alcoholism. Uh, I hope you like it. Actually, I don't really care. Uh, it was fun for me to do, and it, it I'm going to do something similar, not similar to it, but I'm going to find some other shit to talk about. You can't yeah. stop me. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, All yeah. Right. That was a true neutral bonus episode. I've been Keenan. And I'm Derek. And uh, why don't we do a final one of these? Yeah, one more little. All right. All right. Peace out. Bye-bye.